Ladies and gentlemen, the Bedlam is back. Welcome back to Above the Ring. This is your new and improved Raw review. Things have uh, been a little interesting, <laughs> uh, you could say. Uh, Sam and I riding high, going into double or nothing, uh, given our picks for the show, moving ahead. Things were great. The show was fantastic. And then it seemed like shit hit the fan. Uh, not with us. I mean, we're both fine. Um, but the reason why we've been away has been, you know, some life, you know, some life reasons. Uh, Sam's in the middle of selling his home. And after we got back from Vegas, I immediately caught COVID. Um, I feel like I probably got it from the person who was sitting next to me, uh, coughing the whole flight, no mask, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I came home on a Friday uh, following double or nothing and immediately started feeling ill come Saturday and things just went downhill from there. Um, after that, you got the post COVID fatigue, which completely wiped me out. Uh, I was able to live tweet the shows, but once it came to recording, I was just wiped. Uh, so I just, I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, this, uh, this past weekend, I finally started feeling like myself again. So here we are. Uh, we are recording on a Tuesday afternoon, a little different schedule. Uh, I think things are going to, well, not I think, but I know things are going to be changing around here. So I wanted to give you guys uh, the first notice. Uh, so what's going to be happening now is I'm going to be switching the format for our WWE shows. Uh, instead of doing an every show recap, I'm going to, I'm going to mix them all into a, you know, best of, you know, weekend edition. So that will be recorded on Saturdays, most likely dropped Sunday mornings. Uh, just to kind of give you what happened, the, the highs and lows over the week. Uh, I won't really dive into every match like I have been on the Raw Reviews, NXT Narratives, and SmackDown Studies. Uh, I will just, you know, talk about the highs, lows, the opinions that I have on the shows and, and what I think might be happening next. Um, but the reason why this Raw Review is here and that we will also have a SmackDown Study this week is because it is money in the bank go home editions so moving forward anytime a raw review on a smackdown study will be dropped it will be done during the go home weeks uh that way we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into the shows going into the pay-per-view and nxt narrative will only come out when nxt does their super shows so one will be happening i believe next week for bash um the great american bash so I will be taking NXT and reabsorbing that into our weekly, normally everything outside of WWE podcast that I have with Sam. Um, so we're kind of taking a step back from how ridiculous things were to pumping out at least four podcasts a week. Um, just want to try to see what people want. That's why we have a poll out there. It's good for the next couple of days, I believe. Uh, just kind of asking what people want so far. 
Uh, by a slim margin, uh, people want weekly reviews instead of the everyday shows. So I'm kind of trying to do a best of both worlds here. Um, we'll have our weekly shows still, and we'll have um, our go-home stuff going into a pay-per-view. Uh, so I'll talk about Money in the Bank a little bit today. I'll go over Raw. Uh, and looking forward to getting back on the mic with Sam to continue our, our above the ring tour as we just continue to go on. I'm not sure if it'll happen this week. I know Sam is still in the process of getting stuff uh, set up. Um, this is move one for him. He's still having another one um, later on at late summer. So we'll try to make sure we get everything out to you guys. We'll continue to live tweet. So that will not change. Um, we'll see how things go and we'll make sure we get back on a full schedule. So you guys are ready, you know, and, and enjoy, you know, the above the ring experience. Cause I'm sure you guys missed us. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to get too egotistical here. I don't want my head to get too big, you know, but um, we, we try our best to, to make sure that, you know, you guys enjoy what you're listening to. And if you don't, please let us know. We'll change things up like we're kind of doing now. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how things go. Um, but going back to uh, Double or Nothing, uh, as you know, I am the reigning defending first ever Ship It Studios wrestling champion. And our first picks came for Double or Nothing, Sam and I recording live for Vegas. Um, we actually had originally planned to do our post-show the Saturday after we got back. But when I hit COVID, or I should say COVID hit me square in the face, uh, I was kind of out of commission and things with kind of crazy for Sam as well. So we kind of just kind of let things go as they were. But we are back now, and we will get the ball rolling once again. So I apologize if you guys were just waiting for the raw review, but just wanted to give you guys an update, see what's going on. I am feeling much better. Um, the fatigue level is a lot lower than it was, so I still have those days, but looking forward to, uh, to being more myself again. So going into Money in the Bank, um, obviously I know another thing that we missed. And of course this stuff always happens when uh, Sam and I are not available. The whole nonsense when it came to Vince McMahon and the scandal that he's now embroiled in with the uh, paralegal and the money, the raise, the did, you know, uh, did everybody get released because of this and all these wild things that are being thrown around. Um, it's insane. Uh, I know Sam and I will talk more in depth about that and other ridiculous things that have been happening out in the world of wrestling. Um, but my goodness. Um, the one thing I will say, I'm very happy that WWE has decided that they want to do qualifying matches for these money, the bank slots, you know, for their, for their spots. It makes me very happy. Because in years past, there's just been, oh, hey, we'll just give the money of the bank to these people. It's like, why? You know, give them a match. Let the fans be happy. And also, I got to say, these the, the last few uh, WWE shows while we've been away, the audience has been real good for the majority of them, which is, which is a great thing. 
Uh, so keep that up, guys. We really, truly appreciate it. It does make the show much better when the crowd's into it. Everybody's happy. It's not noise being pumped in by, you know, everybody else. It sounds really good. Uh, and tonight definitely was not an exception. Uh, we kicked things off tonight with a last chance battle royal for the for the second to last spot on the men's Money in the Bank ladder match which was led and won by Riddle. So Riddle loses his title shot versus Roman Reigns in a very, very good match. Um, I was very upset that I was not feeling well or is not feeling good enough to do a podcast for that because I really wanted to talk about that match when it happened. Um, I thought that was a career-defining match for Riddle. Um, obviously, Roman being Roman, it's, it's really nothing you can do. Um, having Riddle qualify for Money in the Bank is an interesting way to go around things because the caveat with that other match was that if Roman won, Riddle could never challenge for the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship ever again while Roman's champion. Having him compete and possibly win Money in the Bank is that one loophole and that whole thing because Money in the Bank cash in anytime you want doesn't matter so it'll be interesting to see if riddle were to win this match how they would play this going forward because you know paul Heyman will have something to say about it if riddle's able to get in uh i really thoroughly enjoyed this match uh, there were 20 men in this match and honestly i have to say here that the star of this entire thing outside the winners was t-bar now t-bar i know gets stuck in in you know in main event hell uh with a lot of the wrestlers but he had a great showing in this had multiple eliminations had a fantastic elimination of his own with ricochet uh so he had a it was really nice to see i, I really hope that they're starting to give him more screen time because he was a force in NXT as Dominic Dajakovic. And I know this for some reason, they still want to just hold on to the T-Bar name, but I really hope that he's able to just keep getting more TV time. And also I got to say the man's got a fantastic beard going. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't hate him for that. <laughs> um, so Another thing, another part of this match was Miz uh, faking a knee injury. Now, when he came off the top rope and landed, he looked like he landed fine, but he kind of came up lame. And then he some wonderful acting jobs trying to crawl his, his way up the turnbuckle, and that didn't end up working. And it was, uh, as, I, as I'm watching him do this, I'm like, there's no way this is real. It can't be. It didn't even look like he legitimately hurt himself. But I know, like, stranger things have happened. So I kind of was waiting, seeing what was going to happen. But, of course, it ends up being a fake uh, injury. It ends up actually resulting in the elimination of AJ Styles. And then uh, Riddle wins this match by hitting the RKO on Miz on the apron. And Miz falls off, and that's how Riddle gets the, the win. Uh, after that, we had a great match between Montez Ford and Jey Uso. The winner of this match was able to uh, pick the stipulation 
for their undisputed tag team championship match at Money in the Bank. Uh, Montez Ford getting that big win, but they don't choose the stipulations unless I missed it, which is also definitely possible. It was it was kind of crazy online last night, so I might have missed it, but that's okay. If not, I'm sure we'll hear about it when it comes to Money in the Bank itself. We then had an interview with The Miz talking about how Paul or Logan Paul's, I just can't, still can't get names right. Logan Paul's going to come back and Miz and Logan Paul are going to have themselves a tag team match at SummerSlam. I fully in hope that Logan Paul is able to get back at Miz after what Miz did to him at last year's WrestleMania. Uh, of course, he starts running his mouth about AJ Styles as well. AJ, obviously not going to take this, comes out, lays him out. We end up having ourselves a match between the two and it goes to count out. So that immediately thinks to myself, all right, well, it looks like we're going to have this match at Money in the Bank, which is going to be fine. It's not official yet. Adam Pierce hasn't said anything, but I have a good feeling that this match will be added to the card. Uh, we had a face-to-face with Bianca Belair and Carmella, who was looking like straight money, um, but Bianca Belair left her laying. So this match... Probably, for, at least for me, one of the less intriguing matches because I I, I highly doubt that Bianca's going to lose this title. Um, but you never know. You never know. Uh, we had Liv Morgan taking on and defeating Alexa Bliss. Uh, they had a great little segment in the back uh, talking about their you know money in the bank experiences and Alexa kind of rubbing in Liv's face that she's already won this title and has cashed it in successfully to become champion. It lives like this is my time. Uh, this whole night, of course, will rotate around John Cena because it's John Cena's 20th year anniversary. Uh, they had him in multiple backstage segments throughout the night. Uh, they had a dedicated section to him as well, which I'll cover in a few moments. Um, but Alexa telling Liz, uh, Liv Morgan that she is not going to win tonight and Liv proved her wrong. So some great momentum running into the pay-per-view. So we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, Cena came out then, uh, and of course introduced by Vince McMahon, who has been on pretty much every single main event show since that scandal broke, um, uh, basically a big F you to, uh, the board of directors, uh, board of trustees saying, hey, you're not getting rid of me. It ain't going to happen. Uh, Cena came out, had this wonderful speech. Um, it's crazy to think back that I've watched this man's entire career from the day he came out as a prototype to challenge Kurt Angle to last night. It's just crazy to watch 20 years of a man's wrestling career. Um, Cena stating that he doesn't know when he's going to be able to be wrestling again. Uh, He said that it won't just be one match, that it will be more than one. Uh, There are rumors swirling that it looks like it might be John Cena versus Austin Theory. Uh, Come SummerSlam, Austin uh, Theory actually dropping uh, the promo of his life against Cena in the back during one of those backstage segments that I talked about. And um, I'm intrigued. Uh, I, I like Theory as a heel. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are already sick and tired of him, but, you know, with certain things, you kind of ha- have to just let it roll because this is what Theory is. 
And this man could be a megastar uh, for this company. He could be the next John Cena. People I know have already said that. He's 24 years old. He's already the youngest United States heavyweight champion you know, of all time. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, we had the almighty Bobby Lashley defeating Otis and Chad Gable in a two-on-one match. Um, of course, naturally, you have um, the special guest enforcer of theory himself. Um, uh, of course, days before the one-on-one match with Lashley taking on theory, um, Bobby does win the match by getting uh, Chad Gable to tap out to uh, the hurt lock, but after that, it's a three-on-one attack. Lashley kind of left lying. So after that, we got an update from Cody Rhodes talking about his rehab and how he's upset that he's not able to be in Money in the Bank, but talks about everybody else in the match, including his good friend, <laughs> Seth Rollins, and drops a little bit of a, well, what if Seth wins, cashes in, becomes champion. Cody's like, I'll be the first one to congratulate him. So possible tease for WrestleMania. I don't know. We'll see. And then our main event of the night was a six-woman elimination match for the final spot in the women's Money in the Bank match. And it was... Actually, a pretty damn good match. Uh, we had uh, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., Tamina, Zia Lee, Shayna Baszler, and the man, big time, Becky Lynch. This was a good match. Uh, it ended up being Becky Lynch and Dewdrop at the end. Becky Lynch actually getting the W, qualifying for Money in the Bank. So it looks like her comeback story is in full swing. So I look forward to seeing what happens there. Um, I love how she actually gets the big win here by pinning Dewdrop, hitting that manhandle slam from the second rope. So it was it was a pretty good way to end uh, the match and end the night. Uh, I know Becky's been going through one hell of a rough patch ever since she lost her title at Mania. And this was a nice step in the right direction. So I look forward to seeing what she does going forward, especially in this Money in the Bank match. So as we kind of shift gears over to Money in the Bank itself, right now there are six matches on the card. Uh, I fully uh, expect there to be seven or eight before this is over. Uh, As of right now, we have Bianca Belair versus Carmella for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, The the men's Money in the Bank match is Seth Frickin' Rollins. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, and Riddle, and one to be determined. Um, Originally, there was supposed to be a match between Kevin Owens and either Elias, Ezekiel, or Elrod, the third mystery brother, uh, for the final spot, but uh, that was scrapped from Raw, so I'm not sure what's going to happen here. They'll probably have a match on SmackDown to determine it, or they'll do something else. We'll, We'll see. SmackDown will come on Friday, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, For the women's side, it's Lacey Evans versus Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka versus Shotzi versus Becky Lynch. We have Ronda Rousey and Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, this has been a fun feud to watch. They're great friends, better enemies, and Ronda delivering some of the best promos she's had since uh, coming, coming back. 
uh, against Natalia. So we'll see going forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to SmackDown and see what happens there. Uh, after that, we got the Usos taking on the Street Profits for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And then Theory taking on Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. So as of right now, like I said, those six matches, I fully, fully anticipate Miz and AJ Styles will be added to this. Maybe another SmackDown match thrown in there as well. Um, probably something for the buy-in. Uh, I hope that Miz and AJ are not in the buy-in, but you never know. Um, so we'll see. But guys, that is it for tonight. That is it for the Raw Review. Go home show edition for Money in the Bank 2022. Uh, I really enjoy this new format. Um, recording a little bit later in, in the next day. Uh, not having to be, you know, <laughs> exhausted on a Monday night recording at like 1130 or midnight or trying to edit stuff. And this is a lot, you know, it's a lot less stressful. Still gets the message out. I hope you guys all enjoy your night. Obviously, if you haven't already, I haven't done this in a while, so let's see how well I do. <laughs> if you've done already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. We are closing in on 8,000 followers. I can't believe it. It's it's absolute insanity. Um, we are right around 7980. Uh, so we are we are close. Uh, hoping to get that before money in the bank. Uh, that'd be a cool trick. Uh, and then uh, a cool treat, I should say. Not a trick. It's a treat. Uh, we appreciate you guys still following us and, and joining, you know, the Bedlam and, and everything. It's just we appreciate you guys, especially dealing with us not being able to put out any podcasts for a while. Um, if you don't, like I said, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube um, as Above the Ring. Uh, you can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. Uh, you can find Sam as uh, the SLB. Uh, and you can find us on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. Uh, if we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it the way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam today from Above the Ring. Guys, once again... Thank you so much for listening. We're back. The Bedlam is here once again. ATR rolling high. We're going into Money in the Bank. Looking forward to see what happens. Most importantly, though, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.